On today's show, we talk to Julia about her August Universal trip. This is WRWDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 144. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. And on today's show, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to talk Universal. Um, my guest is Julia, who went to Universal. She did a little bit of Disney um, for the Halloween party, but the date that she went was actually the same date as Josh, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. So we touch on it a little bit, um, but mostly we're talking Universal uh, on this episode. And really, I wanted to know some specific things. She did a Harry Potter package. You know, she did um, like photos there at Shutterbugs. She had certificate for meals. Um, so uh, she stayed at a premier hotel that gave her express pass. So a lot of things um, that, you know, if you're considering adding Universal to your trip, or if you're thinking of maybe doing something different, maybe you do Disney every year and you want to try Universal. I think a lot of people are leaning that way these days. Um, just, you know, with everything being so expensive and Universal really stepping up their game. So I thought it might be interesting to see a universal side of uh, a trip report. So I'm going to go ahead and let Julia tell us all about her time at Universal. Julia, thank you for being on the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. Yeah, I want to talk to you about Universal. You had a trip recently, and it was majority Universal. And so I'm excited to kind of pick your brain about all the little things that you did and saw when you were there. So what when did you travel, first of all? So we traveled from Wednesday, August 17th, and we returned on Monday, August 22nd. Okay, the 17th through the 22nd. And w- was your trip entirely universal or did you pack in some Disney at all? I mean, I can't go to Orlando without packing in some Disney. <laughs> so I was able to convince my husband to do Not So Scary Halloween Party one of the days. But other than that, yeah, we stayed on site at Universal and we did, we had a ton of park days there. So, okay. This is great because you did majority universal but you also had some really like unique experiences and so that's really what I want to dive into today. Had you guys ever been to Universal before? Or is this your first trip there? So I went as a kid probably about 10 years ago. My grandma used to live in Florida. So we were single we were single day park people. We wouldn't go and we wouldn't stay overnight. We'd go and we'd drive from grandma's, go early in the morning, but He's never been to Universal Orlando, and I hadn't been in a really long time. So I've seen Hogsmeade, but I've never seen Diagon Alley, which was really exciting for us. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I think Diagon Alley is better, personally. Oh, I think that was, yeah, their second go at it was way better than their first. They learned. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and do you guys do Disney regularly? We did Disney. We did a one-year anniversary trip last year where it was really, really in-depth planning. And then prior to that, it was, for me, it was the same where we'd go, my family would go when we visited grandma, but not regularly planning trips. I'd love to go more than we do. And then my husband hadn't been in 15 years or so. Okay. So it was just you and your husband on this trip. Yes. All right. And were you guys planning or celebrating anything? So it was our seventh anniversary of our first date, which I I say that loud and I can't believe it's, I can't believe it's been seven years. (laughs) Happy anniversary. Thank you. We, so we kind of 
justified it with, you know, seven is the most magical number. We're going to do the universal Harry Potter things. And I told our travel agent that we love Harry Potter and he was able to upsell me. And we signed up for the Harry Potter package, which is an add-on with our tickets and resort stay. Okay. So that's one of the things that I want to talk about because I've seen this package because I hadn't, I also was like, oh yeah, Universal. And I hadn't been there in years and years. And I've started going more regularly again and I love it. But every time I like look on their website or go to book something, I see the Harry Potter package. It always catches my eye. But I've never really like looked into the value of it, what's included, if it's worth it. So I want to talk to you about your thoughts on the Harry Potter package. What did you get with it? What did you think of the value that you paid for it? So for us being two grownups and, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun way for us to really kind of enhance the trip. In terms of monetary value, there wasn't a ton there. What was included was lanyards and then the plastic tags that hold your universal tickets and your express passes. So this express passes. Before we started recording, you told me you were like you're like the lanyards and the plastic thing. And I was like, what? Of course that was and you're like, nope, it's not included. That's an extra charge if you just buy that. That blows my mind that the little yeah. pouch that you attach to the lanyard costs extra. I had no oh, yeah. idea. That was, I, I looked it up online and there are some that sell for like as much as $5. I wasn't paying attention because we already had the lanyard. Just for the plastic when we part? Were, yeah. <laughs> so weird. And then it's 10 to $15 for the actual lanyard. So if you kind of want to go and be prepared ahead of time, it's a nice way it'll ship it to your address 16 days beforehand. So that way, before you go on the trip, you have this nice little keepsake box that's full of one lanyard and tag per each person, and then each person gets their own luggage tag as well. And so it's going to have a little welcome letter. Ours said, welcome deeds, family. Is the trinket box something worth, keep? like, is that like a keepsake box or is it just like a cardboard box? It's somewhere in between. It's okay. not like a nice trunk, you know, like a small trunk, but it's it's a nice paper, heavy duty cardboard box. I don't okay. know. It's like a cardboard paper thing, thicker than a cardstock, but not as burly as like an Amazon box. Okay. Um, okay. But it does look nice. And if you are a hoarder of all things, <laughs> it is a nice looking box to have on your desk and throw things. In, I so. try not to be a hoarder of things, but I do <laughs> like pretty things on my desk. So yes. Okay. All right. And you're sending me pictures of all this stuff, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I will so. include all pictures in the show notes. So if you're like, do I want this trinket box? You can <laughs> take a look and decide for yourself. Okay. So, so far it includes the box that you get ahead of time. It is a mm -hmm. lanyard for each person and the little plastic tags, because those are separate. Mm -hmm. And you said luggage tags. Mm -hmm. And the luggage tags are just little standard sized luggage tags. They're cute, but they're not anything okay. too crazy. This kind of reminds me of when Disney would ship magic bands back when they were yes. free, where you'd get like the box ahead of time. And if you had a package, it was like luggage tags and stuff. And that was really fun. I missed that. That's kind of what this reminds me of as you're describing it. And it is a cool way, like, especially if you have a kid that's super into Harry Potter, you want to surprise them and, you know, the box gets shipped to your house. It's discreet. So it doesn't, you know, say from Universal Orlando Resort and it's not super loud. It's a standard 
shipping box that's not so you could put it on your counter and not worry about somebody exactly spoiling the surprise and then when you're ready to you know gift or surprise the individual with the package they can open it and it's it does look nice it is cute but you know the box itself it's not something the average person needs especially if you want to kind of have the ability to go and pick out what your lanyards are these ones you're locked in with the harry potter package okay lanyards okay granted they are exclusive so you can't <laughs> buy them in the parks oh okay what what do they look like are they, are they all the same does everybody get the same one everyone gets the same one they're kind of a burnt yellow and burgundy lanyard and one side has hogwarts express tickets i think also included in the package is a shutter buttons photo package so when you go to shutter buttons they'll take a ton of shots some of them are stills and then other ones are moving pictures okay so shutter buttons just in case people don't know shutter buttons is the photo studio in the wizarding world do you remember where it was located it is across from the main entrance to Ollivander's okay. next to Florian Fortescue's and I think on the other side of Madame Malkin's. So it's kind of wedged between there. So you'll have several photos that they'll take. Some of them are still, some of them are moving photos. And then the moving photos are compiled into a short, maybe minute and a half long video that is included with the Harry Potter package. But if you wish to purchase it separately... It's about $90. And then you'll get one still photo included of you with a green screen in front of the Hogwarts Express. So I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm through green screen. $90 for a 90 second video clip. $90. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's We would not have bought this separately. Like Wow. Wow. That's. It's a fun memory. But yeah, I would not. It's personally, unless you're really, really into the Harry Potter stuff, it's not. Something that I would think is worth it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's you're describing, I'm like, okay, that sounds fun because Harry Potter. And that's what you think of as like the moving photographs. And mm-hmm. like, okay, that would be, that's a cool souvenir. And $90. So, oof. I yeah. just read today, I'm in a Universal Pass Holders Facebook group or something. And somebody posts in there, they're like, I just learned today at shutter buttons you can they can give you robes so if you don't want to buy a robe but you want to do photos in the robes i just learned today that they have robes there that you can wear for your photos so i don't know if you did that or not because a lot of people are upset they had no idea but so apparently that is we had no idea we knew that if you didn't have wands they would give you a wand but we had no idea about the robes however i recently got a cricket so i've been obsessed with all things crafty and I made us matching shirts for our anniversary. What did your shirt say? Our universal shirt said seven years of magic. And it was a little side profile of a snitch. And it was, we're both Gryffindors. So it was in Gryffindor colors. So back to shutter buttons. So we know it's $90, $90 for the video with the moving pictures. Mm-hmm. And that, but that was included with your package. So you, yes. you did get that for Free, well, free. I mean, you in your package. What else were, were any of the photos that you took included? The still photos? There was one still photo of us superimposed in front of the Hogwarts Express. Everything is green screen, so just be careful with how you do your hair that day. I have blonde highlights, so in some of the photos, there's still a little bit <laughs> of green reflection off my hair. That's amazing. Which I didn't, I didn't notice until I was looking at the 8x10s, and I was like, huh. Wait a sec. 
it's hard to see when you're in there picking out the photos but if you want to <laughs> purchase any additional photos in excess of the one that's included it's about 35 ish give or take a few dollars to purchase but if you buy all five available to purchase it lowers the price to about 26 27 dollars per per photo so it's not cheap and it's not something that we probably would have done without the package just because yeah that's a lot That is a lot because if you think about like Disney, if you're going to buy Memory Maker, you know, I mean, what the photo studios at like Disney Springs or Magic Kingdom sound very similar where you go Mm -hmm. and it's a green screen and they've got props and stuff and they take photos, but all of those photos are included with Memory Maker and you get ride photos, you get everything. So this is... Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely a little bit on the steep side if... If you're going with someone that's really, really, really into it, you want to do it outside of the package, it might be worth it. It's right. definitely worth it with the package because you're already paying for it. Right. But I w- it's not something that I would have done separately. Yeah, I don't think so either. Did you end up purchasing anything else or did you just go with the stuff that was included? We got two additional photos just to keep 8x10s by our workstation. So we have, you know, two. We each have one in our office and then one hanging okay. up at home. Okay. So you did buy a couple of the extra ones. All right. So, so far with this package, I'm, and I'm very curious at the end for you to tell us how much you paid for mm-hmm. the package. But now that we're like hearing some of these prices, but we got the luggage tags and the lanyards. We've got shutter buttons. So the photo session with the one video, about 90 seconds with the live photos mm-hmm. and one photo included. What else is included in the package? So you get breakfast at both the Three Broomsticks and the Leaky Cauldron. However, there is a disclaimer. If you can't get in for breakfast, you can redeem the coupons for lunch. Just go in and say, hey, we have these. We weren't able to make breakfast time because it is, unless you're there at Park Open, it's a long line and it's it takes a long time out of your park day. So we were able to get breakfast at the Leaky Cauldron after we rope dropped Hagrid's. Or sorry, at the three broomsticks after we rope dropped Hagrid's. However, we missed our Leaky Cauldron breakfast reservation. And so they just told us, come back during lunch. It's really no big deal and we'll honor the tickets. So I'm glad to hear that they do lunch because I'm very much, I don't like doing sit down breakfast when I'm at the park. And I know not everybody, some people want like a slower start or a later start. They wouldn't mind this. But I personally, I like to be going earlier because that's when crowds are lower. You're going to be able to accomplish more. So to know that I'd have to like stop and spend, you know, an hour, 90 minutes at breakfast, like I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be thrilled about that. So I'm happy to hear that they honor the coupons for lunch as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so we should, I'm really curious. I'm going to have to price out what some food costs at the Leaky Cauldron and the Three Broomsticks. It's about $40 per couple oh, you already for two did adults. It. Oh my gosh. I did. Oh. I am an accountant for a living and oh. I saw the little price ring up. You do get an on, like an entree platter and a drink. So what they'll do is they'll ring up the total amount and then they'll show the total, but then they'll redeem the coupon. So okay. you can, wait, wait, wait. You're you going to love this. Okay. There we go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So about $40 per couple for this. Mm-hmm. I'm writing this down. And that's at both of them? The prices were yes. were close enough for the breakfast? Yeah. Okay. 
So we have the trinket box, luggage tags, lanyards, shutter buttons, and two breakfasts. So it's not mm-hmm. each. So the package, it isn't like breakfast each day that you're staying at your resort. Yes. Right. It's just this is what you get no matter what the length of stay is. Yes. All right. So anything else that comes with the Harry Potter package? That is it. Now, one thing to know is if this is something that you want to do, it's not like Disney where you'll have the My Disney Experience reservations. They're very flexible. So we told our travel agent, we are thinking that we're going to want to do breakfast and lunch on these days. We didn't make either of the days that we scheduled <laughs> because we don't wake up early. So, so he was able to you schedule can come it, in whatever. He was able to schedule it, and that kind of in air quotes, guarantees you a spot. However, you're not required to honor your reservation. So Okay, so it's not like Disney where if you skip it, your credit card gets charged. Exactly. And you don't have any, other than the confirmation email when the reservation gets booked, everything that you have to redeem is a physical pass. So you're handed a voucher. Yeah, For two of us, we had five vouchers plus our park tickets. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like there are times at Disney, I get frustrated that so many things are phone, phone, phone. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about dropping a pass somewhere, you know, like forgetting it in my hotel room because I know everything's linked to my magic band or my ticket or whatever. Did you have any issues, any hesitation with having physical passes? Because we're grownups, no. (laughs) (laughs) What? Hey, what are you implying? Are you implying I'm not a grown-up? No, little kids. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. We we just have a bag of stuff that's important, you know, prescription glasses, inhalers, and the vouchers went in there, and unless we needed a voucher, it was not touched. So I would not give these to little people to hold on to for their own self. You're talking to somebody who lost a car key, her <laughs> cell phone, and on my last trip, my ID. So... No. <laughs> Maybe somebody else should should hold my vouchers because I am on a roll. But can we trust Kurt? I don't know. Maybe the five-year-old. I'll give it to the five-year-old. I mean, if you just put it in a backpack, you know, it'll be fine. Right, right. They do, when you do get your tickets and they print the vouchers out, they have you take photos of them just in case something happens where they get lost. I think they can check it within... (laughs) their system to make sure it hasn't been redeemed so they're aware that people like me are out there who are going to drop their voucher i'm like all right idiot take a photo (laughs) got it i mean usually i'm really bad with losing stuff too like i will leave my car keys or my house keys in the door and i'm I'm fortunate that i have a husband who will go back after me he'll move the cups in to the middle of the table rather than the edge he pulls the keys from the door and puts them on the key ledge you know it's (laughs) i completely see where you're coming from but (laughs) those were treated as important as the rescue inhaler wait 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 you're gonna love this there (laughs) (laughs) kurt would be so proud back to it yes we have the plastic tags and the lanyards and you said it was like six dollars for the five to six dollars for the plastic tags and what was it for the lanyards? Like 10? 10 to 15. It depends on how intricate the lanyard is. And I was having a hard time comparing the prices because they all look the same to me. Right. So, all right. So let's assume 15 bucks for that. $90 for the video. And about $35 for the photo. 90 for the video, 35 for the photo, $40 per couple for breakfast. So 
$80 total for breakfast. Mm -hmm. What do we value luggage tags as? What do you think? I said about $10, $10? because they got to be nicer than the plastic tags, but okay. less, less value add at a park than a, okay. Did you, you know, get lanyard. a luggage tag per person or just one luggage yes. tag? Okay. So yeah. two luggage tags. All right. So that gets me $240, a $240 yeah. value. What Ooh. did you pay to add the package on? It was $243.05. No. I mean, those luggage tags, actually, I think those are probably worth $20, right? So let's just add a little bit more on there. Okay, so it comes out to almost the same. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm guessing these things plus tax, it's probably $250, right? So it comes out to about the same amount of money. So if you're a Harry Potter fan... That's really awesome. If not, maybe just buy these things individually. Exactly. Especially with the shutter buttons. If your family is not super into the whole photo shoot thing, it took maybe 15 minutes tops. But if we did it first thing in the morning, that is a hard reservation. So if you miss that, you miss that. Oh, Um, okay. That's good to know. But we did it first thing in the morning, so we weren't super sweaty. We weren't exhausted yet, so you didn't, you couldn't see it in our eyes. <laughs> I could not imagine doing this at 1, 2 in the afternoon, being dripping in sweat and just being exhausted, you know? No, I understand. I understand completely. <laughs> I talk about sweat a lot, so I understand. Yes. Okay, so even though there wasn't a like prepay value in booking this package ahead of time, were you glad you did it? Did you feel like you got your money's worth? I, you know, it really depends. Yes and no. We we did two lunches at the Leaky Cauldron. The first one that we paid for and the second one that we redeemed, the first one was way better that we paid for. It's just the second time around, the food wasn't as good with what we had. So was it just you picked use- something different or yeah. it just was an off day? Yeah, exactly. We picked something different that wasn't as good as the first thing that we got. And then the breakfast, we wanted to try the English breakfast. I'm not a huge meat eater, but I love the little British red beans. And so my husband and I, we did some swapping. And British food, the red beans are great. It's not the for everybody. The were great. I but, yeah. love British food. The problem is I don't eat a ton of meat. And so that definitely yeah. changes things <laughs> if you're going to eat British food. In general, I love it, though. And it's one of the things yeah. I miss since giving up. Meat. So fish and chips, because I'll still eat fish. That's yes. typically when I go anywhere, like a British pub or something, that's typically my go-to. But I, I know what you mean. Like, if if you're not into that, and yeah, the value may not be here. And they do have, like, they did have an American breakfast with pancakes and stuff, but we were like, oh, we're we're at the three broomsticks, so we have to have something right. British. Right, yeah, no, you want to do it. Yeah, no, I get yeah. it. Yeah. You got to play the part. You got a live action role play. So, <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, I don't know. I would probably say then people should just do this stuff separately, separately. if yeah. they're big Harry Potter fans, rather than like tying yourself down to all of these things. Because yeah. three broomsticks, Leaky Cauldron, you can just walk. I've eaten there many times. You can just walk in. So, it's so much easier to mobile order too yeah, than it exactly. is to wait in the line. Yeah. So it might be easier to just kind of do that when you're there, when you're ready to do it, rather mm-hmm. than be like, oh my gosh, we have this voucher. We have to use it or we're out that money. Exactly. And if you wanted like the Harry Potter themed lanyards and tags, unless you wanted them ahead of time as like the magic band box type thing, you know, where you get it and you're excited about the trip, 
if you're staying on site, they have the lanyards and the tags at all the Universal Hotel gift shops. So you could even pick that up when you check into your hotel before you go to the park. Or do so. what I did and buy them on Amazon for way cheaper ahead of time because <laughs> they cost way less money to buy a lanyard from Amazon oh, heck yeah. ahead of time. So, But they're almost a necessity. So I would not, you know, they are. On. You know, what's funny. I didn't realize until after we were on a cruise, a Disney cruise, and then we did Universal immediately after. So I still had the lanyards. I had never used the lanyard before that. And when I had, I was like, oh, I'm just going to stick my Universal pass in here. And I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? Like the only reason I did it was because we had just come from the cruise with the mm-hmm. lanyards. And I was like, why did I not think of this? It is. It makes it much more convenient. It does help with not that issue of not pulling stuff in and out of your pockets. Right. And running the risk of losing things because it's just draped around your neck. We had our park tickets and then we had the annual or not the annual pass, the room key, the room keys that were the express unlimited passes. So depending on which one we needed to, you know, scan, it was a double sided clear lanyard. We could just present that one. And it's, it was so much easier because I think if I were going into my backpack, other than to grab a raincoat, we would have lost stuff. <laughs> right. So. Okay. And that kind of brings me to the next thing then. Let's talk about where you guys stayed on this trip. What resort were you at? We were at Portofino Bay. Okay. And so Portofino is one of the deluxe resorts. And so they yes. have the perk of Express Pass, which you kind of just mentioned now. So talk to me a little bit about that and what's included. Yeah, so it is Universal Express Unlimited, which allows you to ride almost all of the rides with a kind of kind of skip the line. There still is some weight depending on how busy the attraction is, as many times as you'd like for per attraction. The only two rides that I know aren't included in it are Velocicoaster and Hagrid's. So it's it's really helpful with if you don't want to go in and do a massive this is the order of rides that we're doing at Disney and you kind of want to go to Universal to just relax and do whatever, whenever. It's a really awesome tool. They have another, and that was included with our stay. Right. They have another version where if you don't want to pay the, I think it's, it starts at like $180 per ticket. Yeah, the prices vary based on the time of year and also the prices go up as it the date gets closer. Like if the parks are busier, they go up, up, up and they sell out too. And so not everybody can use it, but the prices do go up. So if you're going to buy it, it's not cheap. And it's guaranteed if you're staying, you know, in your room or if you're staying at a premier or deluxe resort. Right. So which that's really nice. They do have one that's, that starts at $75, $80 that you can ride everything only once with skipping the line. And then from there, if you wanted to ride something twice, then you'd have to wait in the line. And I thought for us, it was it was definitely a pretty good deal. We're not super early risers when it comes to most things. With Disney, we are. But with Universal, we were exhausted. We, were, we had COVID two weeks before we left, so we were still kind of getting over that. And we used every – it was nice because we could sleep in. We could take naps and we didn't feel like we were really missing out on park time because from, you know, two o'clock to four o'clock in the afternoon when it decided to rain, we would either walk or boat back to Portofino Bay and take a nap in our beautiful hotel room. That's so So, wonderful. 
(laughs) So did you feel like you had to have any sort of touring plan at all because you had this perk with Portofino? The only thing that we really wanted to plan for and had to plan for was Hagrid's. We're not super huge thrill thrill ride people. So we weren't planning on doing Velocicoaster. However, we really, really wanted to do Hagrid's. And there was one day where it was the second day we were there. We went on it. We got queued up around 8 p.m. And the line was posted 70 minutes. And I think we waited about 70 minutes, which is relatively low. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And so that because it was the first time and we weren't sure if we'd have the opportunity to do it later in the trip, it was definitely worthwhile. The second time that we did it was the last full day of our trip. So that would have been on that Sunday and we rope dropped it. How did that so we turn woke out? Up, <sighs> we woke up around 630 and we saw at 650 that the line at Port of Pino Bay's boat stopped because they have the water tech. But we saw that that line was incredibly long like at least two boats worth of people so we were like okay let's just walk the three quarters of a mile to get there and there's a beautiful walking path like that's one thing that I really liked about Universal that I think they almost do better than Disney the walking path from Portofino Bay to Universal Studios or Islands of Adventure was beautiful anytime I can walk anywhere I'm I'm in I love oh, being yeah. able to just walk rather than having to take a boat or a bus or whatever. And it's a it's a longer walk, you know, but we were able to beat both boats from our hotel. So we were probably within the first 50 people in line and we got to skip the long security line, you know, to get on the boat. We were able to do the security checkpoint at the walking path before Oh, that's really going nice. into City Walk, which yeah, was nice. That is nice. So we were within the first 50 or so people to get to the park gate. And then it was so cute. A family of four in front of us was chosen to open up the park. So we were there before most of the water taxis, before buses got there, and then before, obviously, regular resort guests. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, it was. It, that was a huge perk. And that was probably one of my favorite things about staying on site was if you are a morning person and you want to take advantage of early entry, granted, it's only Hagrid's and Velocicoaster. It's a really great opportunity to do that. Yeah. The, the downside of it was we get motion sick. So we took two Dramamine beforehand. We ate some energy bars, not a ton, not enough to sustain us, not enough to, you <laughs> to know, give us the effects in our tummy. Yeah. And we barely had any water on us because Hagrid's is a ride where you have to put all your stuff in lockers. So we weren't, we didn't want to waste time dumping water out because yeah, you can't what a silly thing to do sideways in a locker. Yeah. Yeah. So we, my husband almost, he was, he was feeling faint. We had to stop at the Coke freestyle machine and he got some water. And then I said, okay, you got your water. Let's walk. Let's go. I'm not sympathizing with you right now. (laughs) This is your fault. Uh, Oh, Now I feel like a horrible person saying that, but you know, he was fine. We were both fine. We got to the park right at 7.15. The gates opened at 7.50 and then we were on Hagrid's at 8.15. Okay. That's not bad. So that really isn't. I mean, you had to be up early. You had to be up early and we had to wait, you know, outside for probably about as, as long of a time as people would wait 
for the ride normally. So, you know, right. you pick your priorities. And you guys, you said you weren't going to be doing Velocicoaster at all, right? No. Okay. No. So, because those are the only two rides that aren't included. But I will say, yeah. you know, Hagrid's, the, the line is almost always really long. Velocicoaster, typically that line isn't too bad. So even if, like, if you were planning on doing Velocicoaster, I don't think you would have had much of an issue um, getting on that ride at, at really at any point. But especially if you had one day where you're like, all right, we're going to start early. I think you easily yeah. could have done it and then just used Express Pass the rest of the day exactly. since it's included with your resort. So that's awesome. What did you think of the Portofino Hotel just in general? It was, it's so pretty. It's such a cool vibe and one of the fun things about it is they have photos of the actual portofino bay all over the hotel and inside the room so you can kind of see what it looks like to actually be there and they did such a good job it's a little bit the decor is not as modern as you know some of the other hotels are Mm -hmm. however the rooms are comfortable the ceilings are really really high like at least 10 feet tall and (laughs) you get these beautiful we were on the first floor. You have beautiful floor to ceiling windows that look out into the bay. So it's really, really, it's beautiful. That sounds amazing. So did you feel like it was worth the upgraded charge versus the other resorts with, I mean, not just the express pass, but you know, the rooms itself and the, the hotel itself, did you feel like it was worth the, the upgraded charge to go to that deluxe resort? I think so. Yeah. And if you're, if your family like really likes the pools and stuff, I know there are a lot of other resorts that have really nice pools, but this pool is also cool. It's a, one of those zero entry beach style pools with a water slide. So that's fun. Oh as yeah, well. that's nice. Okay. Let's talk about some of the other stuff you did. You went to Volcano Bay during your trip yes. and I have some experience with Volcano Bay, but not a ton. My people aren't really slide people. Yeah. So, you know, we were just kind of hanging out to Lazy River style and wave pool. So I want to hear all about your experience with Volcano Bay. Volcano Bay is probably the only area where I feel like I kind of dropped the ball with planning the quotes ideal trip. My experience with water parks is you go to the water park, you see what slide you want to go on, you walk up to it, and then you wait in line. And with this, it's a beautiful park. They have a ton of lush foliage, but the signage is not great. And so if you are looking to go, like, I don't like the drop slides. I don't like the trapdoor slides. Those freak me out. We're just basic slide wrap people. I'm the same way. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm, I don't like those drop slides. They scare me. <laughs> so It's so scary. Yeah. We're getting really stressed out, though, about, you know, you look at the signs and the, you know, the slide name is posted on a sign. But you don't, if you don't know what, what that slide means, you have to go up to the slide, read the warnings, read the disclaimers and say, oh, this one's not for me. I'm with you on that because I also, when we were there, I felt, I was like, I don't know where anything is. And I expected the signage to be a little bit better and it wasn't great. And then when we were like, well, let's walk around, I found a few issues. One, my people need water shoes because that pavement gets hot hot, yeah. hot, hot. So we were walking around trying to find stuff. We couldn't find stuff because the signage isn't great and our feet are burning. So yeah. there was that. And you're right. It'll be like, it, they all have like these weird names when you do find a sign, but I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. Oh, I didn't memorize, you know, the map. It's just like a sign with an arrow being like mm-hmm. this, this slide is this way. 
So you don't know what it is unless you have your phone on you. Well, you don't have your phone on you because it's a water park. You yeah. set your phone in a locker or at a chair or something. So I agree. I think more research needs to be done before you go to this park so you know the slides that you are interested in and where they are like in kind of a general sense at the least. Yeah. And that's one thing like we 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 tried to do it barefoot and we're like, oh heck no, we can't we can't do this. So what we did was we went back and we got our sandals and we really we did one slide. Don't ask me what the name of it was. But <laughs> After that, we did the fearless, the fearless river and the lazy river. And whenever we did that, we just either held our shoes or like with the fearless river, they give you a life jacket and you can just float. We had our shoes strapped into the bottom ring of the life jacket. So that way, you know, it's not like our sandals are nice. They're beat to hack, but I don't want to be stuck walking around trying to find them if someone accidentally takes them, you know? Yeah, no, that's smart to clip them to your life jacket. I never would have thought of that in a million years. What I would recommend is a waterproof pouch for your phone that seals really, really well. Or if if you don't want to memorize the park map, because it's just, it's a lot. And one thing that we kind of struggled with was this was the day that we had our second leaky cauldron lunch, which as I mentioned, it wasn't great. So we didn't eat a ton and I get incredibly hangry and what, so I was getting, I was getting to the point where, okay, you know, this is fun. However, I'm hungry. I want to find something to eat, but the lines are long and there's not a ton of seating. And it was just not, it was not the most fun experience. I would definitely do it again, but I would just be more prepared. Better prepared. It looks, it looks cool to sit in front of the waterfall. That's awesome. However, if you want to sit close or if you want to sit close to the volcano in the waterfall area up front in the center of the park bring be smart about it know where your chair is know which you know entrance you go in and out to get to that chair and then you know yeah, you don't have your phone to like type in a reminder because you've left mm-hmm. your phone at that chair no i yeah. i agree i ran into all the same str- clearly you and i are not water park people because we ran into the same struggles and i feel like there are plenty of people listening who are probably like we go to water parks you two need to get it together <laughs> like they know <laughs> They know how to do it. And you and I clearly dropped the ball here. But I I agree. Like the waterproof patch for your phone, water shoes, you don't burn your feet. So you don't have to carry flip flops, knowing kind of in general, which slides you're interested in. So if you don't have your phone on you, you can better find them with the maps because or the signs, I should say, because there really weren't a ton of maps that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else for Volcano Bay? I guess rather than sitting in front of the volcano, try to find a spot that is near stairs to easily get in and out of. You'll know where it is. You'll have it have it next to a nice marker, you know? Like <laughs> right. don't don't get tricked into going in front of the volcano and having that big beach area because the sand is probably about as hot as the pavement is and they don't wet the sand at least with the pavement they'll spray the water on it right yeah those little sprayers for the pavement were a lifesaver Mm -hmm. let's talk about the freestyle cups you had mentioned that you guys purchased freestyle cups at universal Mm -hmm. can you tell me what that's all about yeah so they have a couple of resort mug options the ones that we opted to go with for the coke freestyle mugs and so we each had one And it is for your first day. So to purchase the cup and the unlimited refills that go with it, it's $16.99 for one cup 
$15.99 for two cups and $13.99 for three to six cups. So if you want to buy more than six, I don't know what the what the pricing is on that. But it's it's nice having the quantity discount. And what this cup entitles you to is a prepaid refill at the Coke Zero machines. So you can get anything every 15 minutes each day you recharge them. So it's nice because I'm a caffeine junkie. However, and our room was literally right across from the Starbucks at the hotel. However, I did not pay for a Starbucks coffee once while we were on this trip. I was taking advantage of the iced tea, the Coke, the okay, vitamin so the, water. The prices that you mentioned, that's to buy the cup. But you said you have to refill. You have to like recharge it. So yes. every day, do is there a fee to do that? Yes. So the $15.99 that we paid for the first day does include the first day's worth of refills, which is nice. When you get it, you're covered. The next day that you want to refill it, it is $10.99 for a standard refill. And then we found out the second time that we went to refill it, if you were a resort guest, you got a dollar break. And that'll get you, so when you recharge it, you get refills again for the entire day once you do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And did you feel like you used it enough for you guys to get the value out of it? The days that we recharged it, we definitely did because with these, you know, they're, they're nice. They're watertight. However, I did not feel comfortable putting them in my lounge fly with liquid in them. Yeah. So it forces you to kind of, when you're able to hold on to them. And if you're holding your cup, you're going to be drinking it. So you don't necessarily have to refill it with soda every time, which we, we didn't, we couldn't, drink soda for the whole day and be okay yeah we had a we had like roll me out of there I'd be so bloated we had a few to get the value add and it was nice having the iced teas and doing all the fun flavors of everything but it was also nice to just be able to drink water because you even if you don't recharge your cup you can use it for water okay and you don't have to have a coke freestyle cup to do the water refills at the coke freestyle machine so if you have your standard water bottle, you can get water and ice at those machines. You just can't get the upgraded drinks. There's a little RFID chip that they'll read in there. One so, thing and too that's is, how it knows the every 15 minutes is yeah. the chip in your cup. Yeah. Did you guys feel like maybe you could have done with just one cup for the two of you? Or did you think it was worth it for both of you to get your own cups? Because I like iced tea and I like, I, I drink a ton of caffeine and my husband is not that way. It was nice for us having separate things so that way we're not, you know, you don't, he's not getting the taste of the sweet tea in with his, you know, soda or vitamin water. I think if you were strategic about the way you were refilling it, it would work. But what is nice too is you get ICs included with it. So they're a part of the every 15 minute you get a refill. So if you wanted ICs as well. I mean, I personally am not an IC person but I know like my kids are so that would definitely be a good a good use of it okay and were there did you find that there were freestyle machines everywhere did you ever have a problem finding one where you were like I'm thirsty where's a freestyle machine or were they everywhere they're everywhere except for Diagon Alley and Diagon Alley Hogsmeade and Springfield USA the only issue that we kind of thanks a lot JK Rowling it's because she I wants know. to keep everything like really authentic. And Simpsons has Buzz Cola. So I assume yeah. that's why. <laughs> Sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, it's because each, yeah, those lands have their own licensed drinks. Fancy. Right, right. And these won't work with licensed drinks. So the freestyle cups. Right. I know that there's, 
think there's a butterbeer mug program where you can get discounted butterbeers if you buy the refillable mug, but we didn't look into that. Too sweet. Oh, I love (laughs) butterbeer. Oh, it's it's good, but we we can't drink enough to make it worthwhile. I could. I would have zero problem with that. Okay. So kind of on the style of drinks then, let's move over to food. So you eat a plant-based diet, right? Does your husband as well? Or is he a a meat eater? You know, for the most part, he, he's, he's an omnivore. He's not, he's not against plant-based, but unless there's something that's really pulling him towards a plant-based dish, he's going to pick something with. Okay. All right. So you guys, you're eating different things then probably, Mm -hmm. I assume most of the time. Talk to me about eating at Universal. And I like I, I eat mostly vegetarian. I eat fish, but I definitely it's I find it hard when I go out. Disney, I don't have any problems with. How did you feel about eating plant based at Universal? I thought because, you know, I'll, I'm primarily vegetarian, not quite vegan. It was fairly easy for me to do. There were a couple of things, though, that were completely vegan that were fantastic. One thing that I would definitely say is it's Doc Screws, S or Doc Sugrues, S-U-G-R-U-E, Desert Kebab House. They have a plant-based kebab with plant-based feta that is absolutely fantastic. And it's wrapped in a nice warm pita. And even thinking about it right now, I'm like starving. <laughs> it sounds so good because it's good. a little bit spicy, but they use, they use like a beyond meat or impossible meat thing, but it's not it's not bad. Sometimes you get them, they're too dry, they're too mushy. It's just right. So that was probably one of the highlights for me. A lot of the sit-down restaurants that we did will have a plant-based option. So the first night we were there, we went to Confisco Grill and they had a they had a vegetarian ped thai with tofu in it. That was good. I liked the way the tofu was prepared. However, it's if you're used to authentic pad thai that's spicy, this was a very safe option. Like I would recommend it towards the person that's never had pad thai and wants to try it rather than the person who's had really good pad thai and, you know, wants to eat that in a theme park. Like it's meant to be a safe option. You're going to get the Americanized version of it. Yeah, it was it was safe and it was tasty. It just wasn't. It wasn't pad thai. It was American yeah. pad thai. Exactly. At any point, did you have issues finding plant-based foods or was there any point where you're like my husband wants to eat here but there's nothing for me or I want to eat here but there's nothing for him no lucky for me I planned the whole trip so (laughs) he was going wherever I said we were okay (laughs) so for the most part I picked places that had offerings for the both of us and one thing that I wanted to mention too was most places had two plant-based options so because I'm not completely vegan I wasn't doing the research to see if one was vegetarian and one was vegan or like completely, you know, plant-based uh-huh. versus just being meat-free. And this is kind of where I ran into some hits and misses. Like at the Leaky Cauldron lunch, we went there twice. The first day I had the plant-based pasty, which was fantastic. However, they also have a plant-based Irish stew, which was disgusting. No, it was kind of flavorless and super greasy. And it's, it's like, you know, if you've ever made a meat stew, and you've slow cooked the meat in the, you know, stew, but you, you need to skim the grease off. Somehow they did this with plant based meat. I don't know how they accomplished that. But it was, 
it was one of those things where you put it in your mouth and it was just it had the it was like you were eating grease which was I not great hate when because I think people often assume when I tell them I don't eat meat they assume they're like oh it's such a healthy lifestyle and I try to make it healthy but yeah when you go out often that's I find that's the case is like you'll order something you'll be like yeah this is you know, plant-based or vegetable-based, but they cook it in so much oil and it's so greasy. Exactly. So like, I think we kind of lucked out with, I did a lot of research ahead of time with where to go that was, that did have plant-based offerings that were consistently good. So that's why we landed on like Confisco Grill. They had an additional noodle dish that was plant-based along with the Ped Thai. Mythos had their plant-based option. That was a yummy healthy option because it's that Greek Mediterranean diet. You got mm. your artichoke hearts, beets, yeah. chickpeas, couscous. And it that was fantastic. Leaky Cauldron was good. We went to another place that was good. However, I did not eat vegetarian there was Toothsums. That that was the only place where I kind of struggled with finding something that was plant-based. But we split two entrees. So we split a margarita flatbread and a mole gnocchi. So it was like the mole sauce, but it had the potato dumpling pasta in there. That was really good. It was served with grilled chicken. I had a couple of pieces of chicken, but for me, the meat's a texture thing. So I was like, you know, I tried it. You can have the rest of the chicken. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I'm glad to hear that it was overall a positive experience a few hiccups here and there but overall a positive experience trying to find food for both you as mostly plant-based and your husband who does eat meat let's see it looks like the the other thing the last thing I want to talk to you about with Universal that you did that I have wanted to do and my son has been bugging me to do is mini golf Universal (laughs) has a mini golf course right when you get into City Walk when you get off of the moving walkways you can see it. And my 11-year-old is always like, can we play mini golf? But I swear every time the sun is just beating down and it's like 100 degrees. And I'm like, I would love to, but no. <laughs> so, yeah. But you did it. So tell me about this mini golf course at Universal. It's really cool. It's, you know, if you're used to your neighborhood mom and pop mini golf with like the wrinkly greens and stuff like that, it's not like that. It's cheesy because it's meant to be cheesy, if that makes sense, like with the decor. So we did a sci-fi themed one that had aliens everywhere. And it's it's a cute, fun, cheesy. It's not like... It's being oh, ironic. Is... The kids are all yes. into being ironic these days. Yeah. And the kids will like it because it's fun and it's, a, it's cool. And the holes are pretty... The holes aren't challenging. I think they're almost all par twos. You know, it's not like it's anything super hard but you have the experience of being there. They have a second set of 18 holes that I think is like a haunted theme. There was one thing, there was a- That's what it looks like from the outside. That looks like a haunted house. Yeah, yeah, I have not been in there, but it definitely has haunted high haunted house vibes when you look at it. We started mini golfing probably around 9, 9.30 at night and it was still hot and humid and sticky and you've got the sweat dripping down your back and you Isn't feel disgusting. Isn't that the best when it's dark oh, it's and great. you're like, I'm still sweating. How? That's Florida, but it right. was, it was as long really... as it's not just me. <laughs> exactly. You know what you're getting yourself into. So it was, it was a fun way to do 18 holes. I, I wish the weather was a little bit more bearable because we would have loved to have done the full, you know, double feature set of 36 holes, sure. but we were both talking about it and we were like, this was so much fun, but I'm exhausted and I'm glad we only did 18 holes. So 
it's really, it's something that I would definitely recommend doing. If the sun's beating down on you, I would not do it. It's much more pleasant to have, to be sweating and disgusting at night than it is to have <laughs> the heat exhaustion element. Of You're being... like, I may be sweaty and disgusting, but at least I'm not getting sunburned. Yes. Exactly. Like I got that at going for not, me. <laughs> at least I'm like slow. It's like a slow roast rather than broiling. Right. right? right. So how long did it take you guys to, to complete the course? Like if we're going to map out some time, like, was it crowded? Did you have to wait for people in front of you? Yes. And it was hard to kind of figure out where the backup was. I think it probably took hour to an hour and 15 minutes to do it. So that was kind of like, it's a long time for mini golf. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was a long time, but it was fun. It was, there was a group of little kids in front of us where I think their parents, you know, they were either on vacation and told them, okay, you guys do this. We're going to go drink. Or they were local kids that dropped them off because it's, it's, it's a pretty safe place to be. You have your security checkpoints and these kids were having the time of their life doing the most bizarre shots we had ever seen but it was also backed up in front of them they weren't causing the bottle okay but i saw these kids like whacking the like bludgeoning the you know ball with the butt of their club and that's just something like coming down from the top so it was really fun to watch them have fun doing it and it's not like they were holding up gameplay you right, know right so kids it wasn't bad kids. and there was exactly and there's always something to look around at okay so do you remember how much the mini golf cost by chance? Yeah, it was 16. We got lucky too. We're a family in front of us. They, they somehow got a scratch off on the last hole. I don't know if they got a hole in one or if we just missed it because we were exhausted. So they gave us a 20% off coupon. They were like, That's we're cool. not coming back. Here you guys go. And then we had a 10% off AAA discount and we had the discount that the other couple gave us. So they do honor AAA rewards if that is. Oh, thing. so it was sixteen ninety nine. dollars per person, but you also had AAA and the 20% that somebody gave you. Yep. Oh, that's okay. So you know what? That's Stack a really, those discounts. that's a great deal. Yeah. Oh, uh, I wonder if it's as crowded during the day when it's super sunny. I bet it isn't. I bet it was backed up because you were there in the evening. If I had to guess. Yeah. And you have the people where it was that time where you finished, you finished dinner, but it's not quite time for nightlife to be starting. So it was an in-between time of, okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> Play mini golf until we can get drunk is the answer. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this has been really good with just the Harry Potter stuff, but I do, I do want to ask because mm -hmm. we're not going to get into the Halloween party. And I think you went the same day as Josh did on the other episode. Yes. Actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> so we're not going to get into the Halloween party, but I am curious because you were staying in Universal Resort. How did you guys decide to go from Universal to Magic Kingdom. What was the easiest way for you to get there? Because like an Uber's not going or a Lyft isn't going to drop you off at the parks. So what were you guys planning on doing? So we we had a lunch reservation at Steakhouse Seventy One. So we Ubered to the Contemporary, and then from there, because we were there for lunch, we just kind of we'd never seen the deluxe resorts before, except for the Contemporary. So we went around to the Polynesian and to the Grand Floridian, and just kind of killed time before the party there. Okay, so you made a reservation at another resort and then took the lift there. Yeah, yeah and, and security, it's really hit or miss whether they'll let you in. The last, when I was at the parks last week, we had a car. And as we were like coming and going from different resorts, 
they would ask and sometimes they would like actually look it up. They, what's your last name? And they'd look it up and other times they wouldn't, they'd just be like, you have a reservation. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. And so I don't know that I would risk it if you don't actually have a reservation, but if you're like, yeah, "Yeah, no, I could eat here, make a reservation, then park it contemporary. And then you can check out the resorts. You could walk or you could take the monorail. And it, it, it did work out nice because when we left, we walked from the Magic Kingdom gates and rather than take, you know, the monorail or the boat, the TTC, we walked back to the contemporary and then just called our Uber from there. That's a really smart way to do it. It really, and it's funny because I'm staying at a universal resort for, I'm going to go to the Christmas party in November and I'm staying at a universal resort because availability was so limited, but I've mm-hmm. been thinking a lot about it. I'm like, oh, how do I get to and from And I'm not sure getting to if I want to make a reservation because it'll be just me. But going home, that's probably what I'm going to do is walk over to Contemporary and call a lift from there. And that's what the lift driver did confirm, too. He said this is the smartest way to go because you're not competing with all of the other Uber and Lyfts that are coming from there. Because it gets really, we were watching them kind of queue up on the map, and it gets really, really backed up, it looks like. so. Oh, I can imagine. Okay, Was there anything else? We had dinner at Cinderella's Royal Table that night too. And that was good. But, you know, it's, I think it'd be worth it for two adults, but not necessarily a whole family if the family's not going to eat it. And I feel like people kind of know their kids. Are you going to eat, you know? Yeah. Without the dining package, this one definitely isn't worth it. If the dining package ever comes back, we'll have to reevaluate. But right now I agree. It's a tough one because it's expensive. It's very expensive. And I don't need my kids eating super duper expensive chicken nuggets. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I I get where you're coming from. If you, if you do want to use it as an, if you guys, I don't know if you ever do trips without kids, it's a fun date place. And the chicken or chickpea panisse is really, really good. Like that's Mm. a good option. That's not, it's not tofu based. It's not beyond based. So I'll have to keep that in mind. This was really good. I think this will be really helpful for anybody considering Universal and that Harry Potter package because seeing it, it always looked really appealing to me. And so to mm-hmm. hear that, like when you price everything out, eh, it's about the same. So that's... I think it's helpful because there aren't as many resources on Universal as there are Disney. So I think it's, you know, nice to have if you're a Disney person, but you want to do some dabbling in Universal, it's nice to have a resource, especially one that you know of that is that you're comfortable with taking their advice. So, and thank you for helping us be that resource. Yeah, of course. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you again to Julia for sharing her trip with us and um, a lot of really great information. If you are planning a trip to Universal, if you're considering Universal, if you are a Harry Potter fan. Um, So I'm going to have a whole bunch of notes um, and links in the show notes about Universal, um, about a lot of the stuff that we talked about. So if you're thinking about Universal at all, go ahead and check out the show notes. I'm also going to have some photos that Julia was kind enough to share. So check for that. Um, I have a lot of stuff coming up next week. I have a really cool episode with somebody who did a VIP tour at Disney World. And this is something I have not done. And so I was really excited to hear about it. And it does not disappoint. So um, check that one out next week. I also have more Scary or Not Scary coming up. And I do have a trip coming up in November 
to check out some fall slash Christmas stuff. Because, uh, you know, Christmas starts early. Halloween starts early. I go by Disney World rules. Like I start decorating my house early. If Disney World says it's okay, then it's okay, right? So a lot of stuff on the horizon. Um, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, uh, check the show notes for a link. You can leave me a voicemail message. Otherwise, I will see you guys in the parks.